My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Squantalust, the podcast about the emotional side of money, why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions and what we can do about it. I'm Martha Lawton. And I'm Alex Lemon. And we're your hosts. This week on Squanderlust, why getting all up on your feelings is a zero-sum game. And why finding the right creative role models will help with your finances. Money is such a perfect site for drama. Drama. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Because as we've talked about lots of times, money is how we get to so many other things. Um, if you go back to our values episode, you'll find us talking about how money is the way we get status and power and influence and companionship and comfort and nourishment and independence and freedom and security and all this stuff that's very um, primal drivers for us all. Through the things that we buy and the people that we spend the money with and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's so money sort of stands in for all of these things for people. And so if you have baggage around any of those things, then you will use money probably as a way of acting out that baggage. And it also can be used as a kind of tool to manipulate other people as well. So, yeah, it is just an incredible way to create drama for ourselves and other people, which we may not be aware of. And we wanted to talk about that a little bit today, particularly creating drama for yourself mm. specifically. Yeah. Um, at some point, I would really like to get on some people who are more relationship experts who can talk a bit more about how people play out their relationship dynamics with money. But today, we're going to talk about drama and using money to create drama for yourself in your life. And we're particularly talking about this because this is something I really used to do. This is one of Martha's really key money mess-ups. Uh, let's talk about why 
we even create drama for ourselves because mm. drama is generally seen as this really negative thing. It's it's unnecessary trouble, I think, is a fair description of drama mm. a lot of the time. What do you think? Is that? Yeah, it is. It's ugh, it. It sometimes has like a real basis in that there's a thing that has happened that requires some focus. Yeah. An event, perhaps. But the drama of it is that people get very up into it and take it far beyond it needs to be, uh, have a lot more feelings around it or feelings of feelings. (laughs) Definitely comes in here, feelings about feelings. Yeah, it's kind of, it always has some kind of realistic root, but often buried very, very, very deep down. Yeah. Above the multi coloured multi level <laughs> yeah. drama. Yeah. Um, and we did like we did actually talk a little bit about this in a first season episode called All or Nothing. Yeah. Where we um yeah, we were talked about the kind of the patterns of drama in sort of going from extremes, the kind of all or nothing extreme of I'm gonna bounce to this really dramatic place as a sort of Yeah. A bit of a tactic, a bit of a habit, a bit of a symptom. Yeah. So we're, yeah. We're going to go a little... causes now. Yeah, a little bit more about that, a little bit more why people do it. So one of the biggest things is, you know, a drama in... There's there's drama in your personal life, but if we talk about drama as in its role in the arts, drama is storytelling, right? Drama as storytelling centres around a hero, a protagonist. And so if you create drama in your life whether on purpose or not, it makes you a hero. It makes you a protagonist. You're the mm. centre of a story. Mm. And this is one of the things that I said in All or Nothing, which went, in the first episode of this season that we talked about, it, I talked about it being one of my favourite episodes. And it's because of talking about the drama stuff in that like, I really liked because talking about drama is we feel like we matter because of it. Yeah. It does make us yeah. feel important. Yeah, and if you feel unimportant in your life or undeserving of attention on your own, you know, creating a drama around yourself brings you that attention, even if it's not positive attention, but it is attention. Mm. And that makes you can make you feel heroic, like mm. you're in the middle of a story. Mm. You know, there's the direct attention. People notice you, even if the people doing the noticing are trying to collect debts from you that you haven't paid or getting angry at you because you never buy your round (laughs) and they're just sick of you freeloading Mm. but it also indirectly gives you a story to tell where you are the hero Mm. and that I think is you know a big deal if you feel like I said unimportant or Mm. undeserving of attention Mm. you get this dramatic story to tell and that's engaging for people if you don't feel like you have much else to say for yourself because we can feel if if we're not really feeling worthy within ourselves of deserving of attention because we're, you know, an interesting person, then the kind of, yeah, well, my finances are pretty all right, feels like a bit of a, you know, I don't really matter. I'm not really anything. Yeah. What's going on in my life? Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No, No news is good news. And therefore... Bad news is news and is exciting. Mm. And that's sort of part of why people get into a drama mindset. There's another bit of interesting psychology, which is this idea of the drama relief cycle. And that, I think, is really interesting. And and that says that the miserable part of drama feels terrible, but it's kind of stimulating and Mm. exciting kind of terrible. There's the anxiety is still stimulating. Mm. 
Mm. I've said this before that like drama makes us feel alive. Yeah. Like even if it's terrible, like, you know, you're having a genuine human emotion about something and that feels like life. Yeah. Even if actually it's a horrible part of life. Yeah. You feel yeah. like you're living something. Yes. And the interesting thing is that if you manage to resolve it, you can get high on the sense of relief. Mm. You get a, you know, a relief hormone flush through. And that sense of relief gives you such a sort of rush in contrast to how terrible you were feeling before that some people actually get hooked on the relief bit of mm. the drama relief cycle. Mm. It's actually very similar to the high people get from gambling. And it, it, that in itself can be a big part of what hooks people into getting um, really stuck in a sort of drama cycle mindset. Mm. Yeah, there's the um, the thing itself when that's going on and you're important and there's a lot, oh, it's emotions, yeah. And then that kind of coming back from the precipice of like, I saved it. It was amazing. Like, look yes. at the things I did. Or like, yes. oh, that could have gone so horribly wrong and yet it didn't. Yes. Um, yeah, there is just, why is it that we like that? It's just so weird. But like, even when, even just talking about it, you can like almost like start feeling the feelings of mm. what it means to have that in your life. And it is strangely appealing, even though it's actually quite damaging. Yeah, and, and horrible. And I think the thing that when you're in that space, when you're in that headspace of, of the drama relief cycle, you don't pay attention to the fact that the percentage of time you spend feeling relieved and happy is so much less than the percentage of time you feel in this kind of grinding downwards of the drama and the stress and the bad things happening. Mm. So your percentage of time feeling miserable is much bigger mm. and it's just that the spike upwards when it comes feels mm. pretty great. And I think there's also something about feeling like you're getting away with something right. when you do manage to resolve your problem even if it's only temporarily mm. like I think there's something that feels like winning yeah or cheating the gods cheating yeah. <laughs> cheating the man yeah when you manage to somehow get away from your Snatch problems for a little from bit the jaws of yeah. financial death yeah 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 um so all of those things you know they they cause people to mismanage their money in order to create drama not on a conscious level, but like there's a reason why people get really hooked into this stuff. There's also a thing of um, in that cycle itself, like when things then go quiet, mm. if you've been very, very used to that sort of habit and that cycle, that when things are quiet, that almost makes you feel like something's wrong. Yes. Because you're, you're, you're so used to living in that up, down, up, down, and that feels so natural, becomes yes. so natural to your system <laughs> that when everything is fine... You have this voice in the back of your mind that goes, well, like, you must have forgotten something or well, when's it going to go wrong or shouldn't you have done that? Like, we don't like this. And yeah. there is, a, with the unfamiliar like that, even though it would be a good situation to be in where things are just ticking along nicely, it feels so alien that it's actually very anxiety-inducing. Yeah. And the familiarity of something really bad feels comfortable mm. somehow yeah that that all you know that's also what can push you back into right i'm just gonna you know kick it all up again yes and then feel relieved and then be like oh it's gonna be quiet and now i'm nervous again yeah yeah should we take a break and then i want to come back and talk about romanticizing trouble hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So we're talking about drama and how people cause drama for themselves around money. And we've talked about a couple of different causes. We've talked about trying to get attention, and we've talked about the drama relief cycle. And now we're going to talk about romanticizing trouble. And this is kind of a personal bugbearer of mine because it's something that I fell for really hard throughout my 20s and my 30s, and it it was just so bad for me. So I'm going to sort of, yeah, I'm going to bear my soul a little bit in this one. We're here um, for you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a stereotype of that links being bad with money with being creative. You know, the beautiful, creative, glamorous people are too beautiful, creative, glamorous and, and pure motive to ever really care about money. And you think about the stereotype of kind of poets and artists in garrets wasting themselves away for their art Mm -hmm. but even some of the more recent stereotypes of of just oh i never i never think about money darling i'm just (laughs) i'm just generous and and then it all goes away and but something will always turn up Mm. a carefree soul who is just you know always looks fabulous but you know never quite on their own money because they just throw it all away on having a good time but it's because they're so creative Mm. In actual fact, you know, yes, it's live fast, die young, but really that's about being self-destructive and it's a kind of self-sabotage. There are lots of ways of being creative and interesting that do not involve being broke Mm -hmm. (laughs) and do not involve spending all your money. It's not that creativity comes from being bad with money. And I had this thing that I wanted to be a creative person. I wanted to make creative things, but I was very scared. 
I was scared of not being good enough at whatever creative pursuit I followed. I didn't really know exactly what creative pursuit I wanted to do. All of that had been squished in me quite young. So even though I felt the urge to do something creative, I didn't really know what that was, how I would go about doing it. And I felt like it wasn't a legitimate pursuit for me on some level, like I should have a sensible career. And I didn't necessarily want that. And I haven't done it, in truth. So instead of just going and making art and trying to find what kind of art I could go and make, whether that was music or writing or some kind of performance, I substituted what I saw as the trappings of a creative life, which was throwing all my money around, (laughs) drinking too much, being very um, focused on my physical appearance and being bad with money and creating drama both in my financial life and in my personal life. And that was sort of it was almost like um, masquerading as a creative person because I didn't think I could really be that. Mm. And it was not good in many, many, many ways. But particularly, what's really sad, it doesn't actually satisfy the need to be creative. None of those things is creative activity. Mm. So the drive to actually express and make something was still there and it was not being fed. Mm. And instead there was a sort of self-punishment, self-destructive cycle going on of creating this drama around me and having experiencing all the negativity around me that I was then pushing away from me with my story about I'm too exciting and too glamorous to really do that. And of course, why did I want to be so exciting and glamorous and creative? Because I'm a giant nerd, (laughs) (laughs) right? Nobody cares that much about wanting to seem like one of the cool kids who grew up being one of the cool kids. Mm. Like, you want to be that because you still, on some level, are, you know, sitting in the back of the class at school wondering why no one likes you. (laughs) I mean, there is oddly, like, kind of... Well, not probably oddly, because all these things are connected. There is this strain of all or nothing thinking in this. Totally. And especially, like, I was thinking about it associating people who are creative but also have other you know they have to make their money elsewhere because very few people make money from full-time art and they're kind of so yeah like I have to be one of those things or the other yes I have to be an artist or I have to be someone who goes out and earns money and there is no way that those two things can coexist yes comfortably and I'm gonna you know shuttle between them or you know self-flagellate when I've got the office job that pays the bills and completely give up anything I do because you know that doesn't fit me anymore or I'm going to be you know eating Vivita and drinking Prosecco in the bathtub all day while I you know make some oil paintings in my garret (laughs) because I'm just a pure artist and then getting into loads of debt and um, I've actually talked about this with also along these lines with friends of mine who are creative people and I cannot remember where I read this, and I wish I could, because then I could give you the reference, but um, somebody describing it as being their own patron. Mm. The kind of, you know, when you're earning money, it doesn't make you any less of an artist, 
but the job that you're doing to earn the money so that you can make these things, you can buy materials, maybe work four days a week so you've got a day off to do the things, is being your own patron, you know, back in the Victorian times when people had, you know, some rich person who wanted them, you know, paid them to become the sculptor and they just sort of chuffed around on the, the rich patron's money. It's like that, but you're doing it for you. Yeah, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's like kind of bringing that into that grey area between the... Yeah. The extremes of what's happening in, in yeah. like your previous behaviour and in this <laughs> model, this kind of yeah, romanticizing yeah. trouble. Yeah, idea. well this mental this mental model which the you know, there's there's you the good, glamorous creative who is too pure to handle money and, and just, you know, throws it all around. And then there's the boring, mean normies mm. who can manage money and are good mm. with managing money. Mm. And it's super handy mental narrative if you're in that drama place because if the people who are good with money and are probably subsidising you are boring, mean normies, mm. then if they happen to ask you for some of that money back that they've lent you, mm. you can rationalise being annoyed at the people doing the chasing instead of taking responsibility for what you've done. Mm. Because how dare they crush your artistic spirit with their unreasonable requests for you to pay your way. Mm. And, you know... It, it sucks, actually, facing up to the fact that you have been sort of stereotyping a certain group of people as being boring and mean in order to feed this self-image of yourself as, as this glamorous creative person, which is probably not really justified because there are plenty of creative, fabulous people who manage their money just fine. It, it sucks to hear that because everybody wants to be the good guy learning that you've actually just been kind of feckless and not not making it work because you had this mental model that wasn't good for you or for anybody else. Yeah, that, that's it's a really painful realisation to have and it sucked for me when I had to realise this and it sucked for me to sort of face the fact that I hadn't actually been being the creative person I thought I was. There's a line in Generation X by Douglas Copeland where... He just puts in the marginalia, shopping is not creative. And if you've been substituting mm. buying beautiful objects mm. for creativity, which is part of what I was doing, getting that message is really, really tough. Mm. So if it sucks to hear this, if this is all ringing too loud a bell for you, just know I have been on this journey myself. And it does suck, but it is better out the other side. I also do want to kind of put a bit of a reframe on this. I don't think that people who get into that drama mindset are actively and intentionally wanting to be irresponsible and destructive. No. I almost think, in fact, there's, again, an all or nothing thing about responsibility and there's a fear of failing at being a responsible person mm. that drives this. Mm. You know, the the boring, mean, normie, the grown-up. Mm actually is an unattainable level of competence. Mm. And, by and it's like if you fail when you're not trying, that's all right. But if yes. you're trying and you fail, then you must be a terrible person. Yes. So let's not try. Yes, that thing. Definitely <laughs> that thing. Yes. And again, it's fixed mindset. So we're pulling together all of these different threads of, of what we've talked about in the past. You know, it's a fixed mindset to say, I'm an artistic person and I don't do money well. A growth mindset says... I could learn. Mm. I could learn to do art mm. and I could learn to do money. 
And I'm not doing either of those things because I'm mm. busy doing drama. Mm. Um, you know, and I did. I learned to do to do better at both of those things. And that's what that kind of like makes it pop into my mind. Like, what's the ultimate bad thing about drama is that it completely distracts and saps your energy from the things that you really want to achieve. <laughs> Preach. You know, yeah. Like that is what's bad about it. It's not that, oh God, you know, so and so is going on again, blah, blah, blah. It's like we're all distracted by so and so going on again or ourselves going on again from doing what we actually want to do. It just absorbs an enormous amount of time and effort. Yeah. For no output. Like it's yeah. it's like a zero sum game drama. Yeah. Um yeah. because there's still the thing that needs to be done. There's still the thing you want to do. Like, just stop fanning about. No, this is the place of being nice to ourselves. We kind of know why we do this. Like, we're we're like, just well, it's our little monkey brains kicking in and cause... we've just got to be gentle with them. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, keep it down, love. <laughs> Once you have realised that this is a pattern you're involved with, stop fanning about, love, sometimes is the right answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, we do have the... Day FD situation sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about breaking free from that particular mindset. And my first thing I want to suggest is if you want to create, create. Like do a little sketch, even if it's with a biro on the back of an envelope, whatever it is, start making stuff. Okay, it's scarier to create sometimes than to cause trouble for yourself but it's much less risky Mm. it's actually less risky so I know changing your self-image is scary and putting yourself out there as somebody who actually makes things is is less Mm. scary than trying to project a romanticized creative image but Mm. give it a try because you never know you might be good and you can't get better if you don't actually do also money. <laughs> yeah. Same, same, same with money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe if you're actually creating, you won't be putting that creative energy into trying to project a particular image of yourself. And so you won't be spending it all. <laughs> You've just said the second one, but recognising that drama detracts from your ability to do other things and recognising it for a drain mm. rather than making you exciting. It actually, eventually it will push people away from you. Mm. There are, I think, particularly as you mature out of your 20s, I think most of us have got to this point where we just go, oh, yeah, I can't be doing with that person anymore. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, you know, after several cycles of the drama relief, like, I don't want to get involved in that anymore. I'm yeah. having my own in the corner. Please don't please don't <laughs> amplify it with yours. Yeah. Um, and you start, yeah, you do start having a bit of a clear out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. People... And finding some more chill. People will back away, yeah. sadly. You know, mm. it's a harsh truth, but it's true. Because particularly thinking about the creativity aspect of this, like the romanticising trouble and the, the creative drama, drama of the creative, It's it makes me think about, you know, why would we create drama in that situation or in any situation is because it's also distracting from an essential vulnerability. Yes. And like there is no more vulnerable thing than making a piece of art and showing it to someone. Mm. Because we're all afraid that we're going they're gonna think it's awful and that, you know, we must be bad at it and that they think we're dreadful and, you know, maybe, you know, we're just completely barking up the wrong tree. But what you end up doing, yeah, is driving people away because you're just all up in your feelings, you know, all the time in a very externalized way. Yeah. So and a very and a very ultimately self-centered yeah. way. I mean, I'd rather someone showed me a piece of what I thought was not particularly good art than had a big drama in my face. <laughs> yeah, every time. Every time. Yeah. Show us your 
amateuristic, new experimental art mm. <laughs> over, yeah, creating creating debt drama. Mm. Much prefer that. Next idea for helping you break free of the drama mindset is to actually find cool, creative role models who are on top of their lives. And that's actually most of them. A huge proportion of really creative people who are doing big creative work are actually quite organised because you don't get to continue to do good creative work if you don't manage your life. Mm. That's that's how you get to keep getting better and get to keep working. Or maybe not just field. people who are good at it, but people who are really trying. Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah. it's hard to be good at it and not everyone is, but people who are actively embracing the fact that they really need to try. Yeah. And they're working on it yeah, as well yeah. as those, you know, yeah. role models can be working on it. Because look at us, you know, we're still working <laughs> on this and we're great role models. <laughs> Titter. <laughs> it, oh, like, absolutely, yeah. But find, find creative people who you can say, oh, yeah, you know, break this association of poets and garrets. Going back to the drama relief cycle, which um, we've said is all about, you know, a kind of, punishing level of misery that is stimulating and exciting but ultimately miserable and then a bounce up of relief instead of that cycle where you spend most of your time being miserable and then some getting this hit of kind of positivity start trying to understand that a life free from worry and stress actually is a life that can be very full of joy as well. Mm. And you deserve a life where you get the joy and the happiness mm. without experiencing the grinding misery first. Mm. You don't have to have the down cycle in order to have a good time upwards. Mm. So practice some self-compassion and, and understand that you deserve a life free from worry and stress as much as possible, including financial worries and stress. And you can still build moments of joy within that mm. and you deserve that that's mm. yeah i mean there is a lot of joy is a very vulnerable thing there's going to be an episode coming up in this series where i bang on about vulnerability a lot so hold tight but um yeah it's you know we do get afraid of good times especially you know when we get sucked into anxiety patterns and yeah that sort of just being comfortable with this is a really nice day today because i've paid my credit card bill mm. is hard sometimes yeah just to remember what you said, Alex, earlier, that if trouble feels normal, you might start to feel stressed without it because mm. you assume that something you haven't thought of or trouble is on its way and you won't trust the peace. So just get ready to breathe through that and understand it will pass. Mm. Understand that becoming competent is just about practicing skills. Mm. And also, you know, that... You can forgive yourself, right? If you if you look at yourself and you go, oh, gosh, I was this attention-seeking, drama-creating person. How selfish. I've used all my friends. You know, I've been creating this drama because I had this thing going on in my head. And that's a thing that you could get very, very down on yourself for, particularly if you have actually had people turn away from you as a result of this kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. But forgive yourself, Okay, you do need to take some action based on this, but don't clutter your path to that action with loads of excess emotions. Mm. I will 
just say that that particular beautiful phrase, don't clutter your past to action with excess emotions, comes from my beautiful co-host. <laughs> I wrote it into the script and I'm stealing it. <laughs> See, we do talk about this before we do. We do, we do do some planning. No, don't clutter your past with excess emotions. Yes. It's just, no, keep, yeah. them, keep them for the good time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, stepping away from drama, it is hard, it is quite addictive the drama relief cycle like we said is is very similar to the high people get from gambling and gambling is literally addictive but you can with a bit of work and a bit of honesty with yourself learn to step away and discover the joys of a drama-free life you've been listening to squanderlust a podcast about the emotional side of money your hosts were martha lawton and alex lemon you can find us online at squanderlustpod.com where we'll put links to show notes, books and articles we mention, and other interesting things. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or you have a story to tell about something you've heard here, get in touch through the website. If you enjoyed Squanderlust, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and rate us too. The more stars you give, the happier we get. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Squanderlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London, with production by David Smith, Charlie Brandon King, Tom Berry and Alicia Cunningham. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. Thanks for listening. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.